0: And it's good morning from the concrete gang. Uh, As bright eyed and bushy tailed as you can be after an Easter shutdown and a week that, uh, shall we say. Award winning. You keep forgetting the award winning. Oh, okay. The award winning concrete gang who have just recovered from an award winning Easter shutdown weekend. Good morning, String Bean. Good morning, Worry. Good morning, Annie. Good morning, Grumpy Gorilla. Good morning, our listeners,
2: and I uh, hope you had a good Easter, and I'd like to send a special out to the buzzer who's behind a, a, fire, a, a rubbish truck that's caught fire. <laughs> he's probably talking his
0: hot cross buns. I mean, he's king of excuses, isn't he? He's had more Easter eggs and hot cross buns than he could shake a stick at.
3: The question was, why didn't he overtake the, con- the, the garbage truck before he lit it on fire?
2: Well, I'll tell you why, because he was on his <laughs> iPad, Skype, and asked to let us know where he is, doing 140Ks, but anyway, that's <laughs> another story.
0: Well, yes, well, we won't mention his driving uh, propensities any further. Moving right along, it was a great Easter shutdown. People enjoyed it. I'm sure the weather wasn't as good as it could have been, but I think everyone was uh, looking forward to Easter. It's come early, but that means that the Anzac Day shutdown weekend is not that far away. Isn't that good? You beauty. And another first for the Concrete Gang, too, I Oh, well, yes, there's another first for the Concrete Gang because uh, our national correspondent, Gorilla, <laughs> at Canberra <laughs> Airport... What yes. did you do? You met a celebrity.
2: We did. We, I was up there with Buzz. And I, I would have got to know a lot, a lot better. But uh, when he found out it was Lauren Jackson, I was talking to him, He ran over and nearly knocked me over trying to, you know, shake, shake hand. But yeah, we and get, we, and, and get a selfie. We saw young, uh, young Lauren, and she had a couple of X-rays in her hand, and she told us that she's going to have to have a new uh, re- uh, replacement. So, and, and yesterday on the news, she's retired. But. All jokes aside, what a great sportswoman and uh, a champion of the sport. I'm not a great basketball fan, but I, just, I used to enjoy watching her play. And I, the deco, she's the most decorated woman sportsman, I'd say, at a guess. And has uh, carried herself well to be a great Australian. And con- congratulations on your co- career, Lauren. And, uh, it's a sh- shame to go that way. But anyway, all I can say is, you know, have a happy retirement, but she's been very well respected in the sport. Would you
0: say, uh, Warren. Indeed, and after meeting Buzzer in the uh, terminal at Canberra Airport, uh, that's why she retired. She was forced to retire. <laughs> <laughs> was Buzzer on your shoulders,
2: Gorilla, or how did
3: that work out? Yeah, for that yeah. Conversation?
2: I'll tell you what, she's very tall, but but a, a, a good, you know, she's one one of that type of people. I think a bit of, you know, a bit of a bit of a and a bit of a knockabout. And uh, after Buzzer, Buzzer and knocked her over. But anyway, that's another story.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, she's a bit weak at the knees. Yes, indeed. right Righto, now. We should now go on to mention uh, our good friends, Grocon, because people ask us what's happening in the wonderful world of Grocon, and we can honestly say, nothing good.
3: <laughs> well, they've been in the news a bit
2: uh, the, the last uh, week, haven't they? A few stories what, popping what up. Well,
0: Daniel is not getting himself on Twitter. It's actually the mass media actually taking a bit of interest in him.
3: Well, he, Daniel's having a little freak out on Twitter, obviously, having to, to respond to all this, but... Uh, but yeah, so, so two stories this week, the the family uh, of two young people who were killed in the Swanson Street wall collapse um, are taking Grocon to court, um, looking for compensation, uh, looking for justice, and fair enough too, um, but the news from Thursday seems to be that Grocon is considering... Uh, denying them that compensation and fighting them over it. Which uh, So if they're not in pain enough, they're going to be forced to, to fight for the fair compensation and it's a disgrace.
0: Yes, our good friend Daniel, generous to a fault. Who paid for the funeral, Daniel? It wasn't you. It was the union. And now you're going to deny the family whatever compensation they are entitled to. Methinks maybe all that money you saved on not paying tax could have gone to a better purpose.
3: Yes, 0% tax. And although they donate large sums to the Liberal Party, they don't have money to pay tax and they don't have money to compensate the families of people they kill in their unsafe jobs. Um... And the other part of the news, speaking of unsafe Grocon jobs... Yes, indeed. ...is that we've had another building found by the Victorian Building Authority to have uh, flammable, highly flammable cladding in there, in there. and it's, it's an iconic Melbourne building.
0: Oh, it wouldn't be Eureka Tower, would it? <laughs> the most iconic, perhaps, building. Yes, indeed. Um, and let me guess, these, uh, <coughs> these uh, fire uh, problems... Go all the way from the bottom to the top. <laughs>
2: well, well, well That's a long way. They, my, just, has they has go my, through all
0: Grocon jobs,
2: that's for sure. How's my unit looking on the 60th floor? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, Danny, baby. They have a barbecue. I hope the poor people that are going to go to the Victorian uh, Comprehensive Cancer Centre aren't going to be faced with the same problem because they've got enough problems to start with.
3: Indeed. Or our sports people at Amy Park and fans. Oh, what? And, Amy you know, Park? Amy Park as well, flammable oh. cladding. There's, it's it just, you know, Grocon. What, what can you say? Although you've got to say it is, I mean, Grocon, no surprise. It's on 50% of buildings, perhaps they're saying. It's, it's not, obviously, there's a whole bunch of builders that are cutting corners, Getting cheap imported materials, uh, and and not re- meeting Australian standards, and uh, you know the federal government's the one that can do something about it. They just need to to make sure that the, you know something's done. But they've took you know the big thing is they took it out of our EBA, so we can't we can't enforce local uh, procurement. And uh, you know this is what happens.
0: And when they all thought that the free trade agreement with China was going to be the greatest thing that ever happened to them, already. <laughs> Already the Chinese economy's fallen on its face. This was a boom that was going to last to 2030. Mm. What happened to the next 15 years? I think there's a bit of miscalculation. More correctly, a bit of bullshit from all the economists and the politicians and everyone else. And what have we managed to produce in the time we've had all this wonderful free trade with China, a whole lot of second-rate materials, which are now a danger to people living in Melbourne.
3: Exactly. Gee
0: whiz, I'd like to thank the federal governments of all colours on behalf of the people of Melbourne for their efforts.
3: And, you know, it'll filter through to us more and more, but I think the sparkies are feeling at first that we're already seeing the cheap labour flooding in uns- unskilled and uh, without the proper qualifications. So, you know, it's the impact that we've warned about, it's, it's coming.
0: in. And they can't read the instructions that go with the uh, equipment that they're installing because it's in English. Anyway, never mind. There'll be more of this story to be told. But we should mention another international company of high repute, a company that has absolutely dominated the construction industry in Australia since, I think, about the mid-50s. We're talking about Laytons, of course, now called Simic and owned by the Spaniards. And... uh, Simic have been exposed yet again by our old mate Nick McKenzie, <laughs> who don't like us, but now he's decided he doesn't like Leighton's even more, because Leighton's have been exposed to be absolutely up to their eyeballs in corruption and uh, nefarious activities.
3: Indeed, and uh, it seems like Nick McKenzie, for a change, has actually done some research, and uh, and quite an impressive story this time around. Um, So uh, the story goes that through Una Oil, who uh, have been found to be a really seriously dodgy mob, um, that a whole bunch of big companies are using. But Layton's one of the most significant uh, companies in the world, some of the biggest bribes are coming from them, um, through Una Oil to Iraqi officials, uh, corrupt Iraqi officials, and um, uh, they've got... Money laundering hub in the UAE transferring $5.6 million bribes, um, an $800,000 fee to Unit Oil just to facilitate the bribes. Um, hundreds of emails leaked showing uh, all these dodgy dealings uh, throughout the, the Middle East and so on. Um, so when, when we ask Turnbull what's he doing about bribery, he says he's, he's bringing in the ABCC to deal with corruption, even though they have no ability to deal with corruption whatsoever and leaves companies like Leighton to bribe Iraqi officials and run amuck around the world and disgrace Australia generally um, with no action
0: whatsoever. And more fundamentally breach the National Building Code. Mm. Now, we get accused as a Union movement of doing all these bad things, and uh, all we're doing is taking industrial action on jobs to uh, protect our members' interests. But these people are dealing with multi million dollar corruption, and I would have thought in breach of the code. Yet, who gets the uh, government contracts which are supposed to be covered by this code? Layton's. Mm and Lend-Lease, another company who pleaded guilty in in America for corruption and paid a massive fine. But these people are still allowed to quote government jobs all over the place and no one talks about the code. Amazing.
3: Where, where's Nigel? Surely Nigel would be on this. He, he loves his code,
0: doesn't he? He'll be all over it. Oh, Nige. Nige is just out there doing what he does best, attack unions, and that's all you're good at, Nige. And his staff,
2: and his staff.
3: He's not real good at it, though, really, to be honest. I mean, (laughs) we've had how many court cases uh, dropped and
0: and unsuccessful now? Uh, Coming out of the Royal Commission. That's right. Five officials of the CFMEU charged... Five, either no case to answer or not guilty. The latest one is Justin Steele in the uh, Queensland branch. Well done, Just. Went on to a job about a health and safety issue, took some pictures, got, uh, shall we say, grabbed by the builder, who then claimed that she had uh, been assaulted by Justin. No case to answer. So anyway, we might cut to a track. And uh, this is what I'd like to give our good friends uh, Nigel, Laytons, Lendlees, Grocon, all the rest of it—the key to the highway. Big Bill Brunsy, key to the highway. As I said, I'd like to give a few people the key to the highway, and maybe the we will we'll finally get a, a word in. Edgeway's here and talk about someone else we'd like to give a key to the highway to. Yes, well, uh, Warren, as you know, one of our favourites,
2: we haven't spoken about a while, but Qatar World Cup, the human rights abuses over there, it's still going on, bubbling along as usual. I mean... Uh, I've got a little bit of a report here I'll read out from the um, Amnesty International, but uh, we have spoken about this for a fair fair time, uh, Warren, about what's going on over in Qatar and how many people are being killed and how many more are going to be killed. And on construction sites? On construction sites, and no one seems to give the rats' ass. But I'll just read a, just a, a little bit out of this report. Uh, it just took two months for Kamal to realise that working as a scaffold in Khalifa Stadium, a host site for the 2022 FIFA World Cup of Men's Soccer, beneath Qatar's broiling sun, was not exactly the job he hoped for. Kamal, 21, told his employer that he and a friend, Cheeton, were ready to quit and return home to N- Nepal. The work is hard, the camp is filthy and small, I haven't received any pay yet, Kamal told the Amnesty International Searches last May. I told him we are ready to leave, just need to get our plane ticket, we don't care about our pay, we want to just want to go home. Their boss rejected the request so Kamal approached the manager during his lunch break the next day with the same request. Kamal, reject, Kamal, rejected by the manager, was instructed to visit the management office if he wished to continue his push to quit. But there too he was offered a similar response this time with a threat attached. So that's just one little example. And the threats were that you know take their, they haven't got their... Uh, their uh, passports and that. they can't go when they like.
0: The boss has got the passport. Yeah, they've
2: got all that. They haven't get paid. They live in squalor. The water's contaminated. The heat. Imagine doing scaffold in the and the sun over there. Uh, young Warren and all that. So it just goes on and on. There's a few stats here if I can see them. It's got a last last report foot another fourth. They predict another four thousand labourers could could die all this sort of stuff, and it still goes on. No-one's doing nothing about it. The workforce workforce could expand tenfold in the next two years to as many as 36,000 labourers. So they've got no representatives, they've got no people to look after from over there, and it just goes on and on, and more people are dying. And uh, what have we done about it?
0: Well, we've tried to raise the issue. We've raised it in uh, international forums. We've raised it in national forums... But somehow or another, it just doesn't seem to gel with the people at the top of the trade union movement in this country and internationally. I remember Sharon Burrows went over to Qatar, but what the hell's happened? Nothing. Not much. I'm sorry. As usual, the ACTU, the international free trade union uh, movement and so on, as always, leave a lot to be desired. It is hardly surprising... The people are somewhat uh, less than enthusiastic about trade unions in these days because we're not leading from the front. And when it comes to construction workers anywhere in the world, they are doing the same work as us and under the same sorts of climatic conditions as we do, but we do it a lot safer, we do it a lot better paid, then why shouldn't we say that that should apply to other people working like us? Anyway, Qatar is going to become another issue for the Concrete Gang, and while it's not a local matter, solidarity with international construction workers is a matter for everyone. Now, talking about uh, discouragement uh, of people when it comes to the trade union movement, uh, string bean the AWU have led from the front. Uh,
3: this this story is... I don't really understand what's going on here at all. You'll have to explain it to me, Warren. So I'm reading the news this morning and I'm I'm reading this Australian Financial Review report and it says, uh, usual sort of headline, union faces court for for threats. Um, They're threats to non-strikers. So I'm thinking, oh, well, just another another CFMEU story. Here we go. What's going on? But the union they mention here is the AWU. So, and this doesn't sound right. So can you explain to me how on earth the AWU is being taken to court for apparently coercing people to strike? Mark, nah, I couldn't explain that. Is it really? They but, should have been taken to court
2: for not having anyone to strike.
3: Because, <laughs> yeah, we had a Royal Commission where the CFMEU were too militant and the AWU were too close to bosses, and yes. now suddenly the
0: AWU is too militant? I, did,
2: but did we need a Royal Commission to know that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, oh, Mister Hayden, you took money on the false pretences.
2: <laughs> you could have just
3: listened to us. How, yeah,
2: much, how, much, how, <clears throat> much, how much was it again? Forty being this one, wasn't it? What, no, sixty. Sixty. Oh, is yeah. that All. Oh, sixty63 I think. That's not even a good that was drink. The is budget.
0: it? Anyway, uh, the AWU have got themselves into some trouble. I think down at Longford, is it? Where, That's right. Where they uh, had a meeting uh, to make some demands, and uh, they got their members outside the job. Uh, in the car park, and then uh, basically, we ended up having some kind of situation where people refused to work overtime. I'm oh, sorry, I'm just
3: reading the article again. It says Deer Park, Orica, Australia manufacturing plant. Oh, plan. it's another one. It might be a different one because it's only just come out, so oh. it's, this is breaking news. Uh, but the uh, yeah, so so allegedly AW telling the workers it was investigating charges of gross misbehaviour. Um, and that the workers felt ostracized and humiliated. I mean, if I was an AWU member, I'd probably feel a bit ostracized and humiliated too. But <laughs> you
0: know. Well, the 52 down at uh, Longford are less than amused by the fact that they were uh, led up the garden path. But never mind, <laughs> some things never change.
3: I wonder if this will change, you know, Billy and, and, and his mates, the, the, the ALP and the AWU attitude towards the CFMEU, if they start facing similar kind of crap to us. Maybe we'll get a bit more sympathy, do you reckon? Do you reckon there'll be a bit, you know, because Anthony Albanese drops us like a hot sack of shit, uh, given the chance. We've had a few people that have run, run off from us. So, you know, maybe, maybe this will help our cause. You never know.
0: I doubt it. <laughs>
3: no, all right, I'm dreaming. <laughs> Sorry, enough. C-
0: cynicism comes to the fore here. <laughs> but in terms of cynics, maybe we should mention one of the uh, great cynics of this world, Stephen Drill. <laughs> G'day Stevie, baby. Cheerio to you, mate. We understand that despite your best efforts, he's got the lemon and sass. He's got the arse. He's no longer the IR well, reporter for the Herald Sun. What's gone? What's gone? Right?
2: You blokes a bit arse. I mean, you oh. know, I just think there is a job going at the three CR. Someone needs to clean the shit houses. <laughs> if he'd like to apply, well, I don't. I don't know if he's smart enough to do them. But anyway, he's, he's you know he could apply, couldn't he?
0: He could. Well, we'd accept the application. I think think there's a few things we'd like to say about his application. Well, he'd have to spend
2: (laughs) his first four days wiping all the shit written on the walls about him, wouldn't he? (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, Stephen Drill is no longer the IR reporter for the Herald Sun. After all the bullshit he wrote about the CFMEU and other unions in that whole period leading up to the Royal Commission and during the Royal Commission, he's still writing bullshit about us. None of it researched. None of it accurate, but why Seems would like the us. facts <laughs> get in the way of a good story? <laughs> Righto,
3: now—are we sure it's true though? Like, where did the report come? I, it hasn't come from Trill I,
0: himself, has it? No, no, no. I have seen an email. I thought by, this might be like by a the new IR reporter oh, right. saying that he had replaced Stephen. Um, anyway, moving right along. Well, welcome, Scallywags. <laughs> well, first up, the Richmond Football Club. Sorry. The old tiges uh, didn't front up for the uh, Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal Function. Uh, they didn't seem to want to be associated with the CFMEU. Well, guess what? We don't want to be associated with the Richmond Football Club, so you're getting named as a scallywag. Who else have we got? Oh, Leighton Simic for oh. International Corruption.
3: Jeez, could you be much worse? <laughs> Well, actually, you could. Yeah. How about Grocon?
0: Yeah, Grocon. <laughs> and uh, we've got uh, Valeo for uh, working on Easter Tuesday. Indeed. Which was a part of the shutdown weekend.
3: Port Melbourne job. and Apparently uh, that job's been going for three years, though. So why are they trying to catch up now? <laughs> 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 they're only about two floors up in three years.
0: Yes. <laughs> well Suddenly and, they're in a hurry. They've
3: got to work the RDO. <laughs>
0: oh yes that's there never mind all the uh the people who put their superannuation money into that particular yeah. job are less than happy i oh, tell gee. you so i've got grocon we got anyone else well we've, we've got to have someone
2: like well, uh, Qatar. oh yeah you have yeah, mentioned Qatar. fifa fifa you've, you've mentioned them
0: Fe- oh, understand corruption. To, to all
2: the punners out there you've got to understand. We've had a short week, so we'll, next week we're going to concentrate on job news only. No politics, nothing. Just job news. But we've had a short week, so we're struggling with with job news. Obviously, we could make some up.
0: Yeah. Well, why not? <laughs> we've done that <laughs> to all the to all those members of the CFMEU, the ETU, and the plumbers at the. Uh, <coughs> VCCC in Grattan Street, uh, congratulations on uh, your little action yesterday, uh, well, sorry, last Thursday, well done boys, Grocon deserve it.
3: And uh, sorry, just a late, a late nomination for the plumbers, um, we haven't mentioned the, the, the plumbers got in the news recently for uh, overstating their membership figures to the ALP.
0: But telling the truth, when it came to the Fair Work Commission, <laughs> that's right. Oh,
3: so, surely oh. that deserves a nomination. Apparently, only half the number of members that they've been trying to use for their uh, ALP political
0: purposes. <laughs> G'day, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. Who are we going for for Scallywag of the Week? Come on, there's got there's a there's a few here. Oh. Did- Richmond Football Club I just think that was a bit petty Yeah AW Leighton's and Simic AW, mate Fancy uh, uh, listen I'm, I'm, I'm impressed But <laughs> Leighton's and Simic <laughs> That's more I impressive mean, That's big money Valley yeah. Oval That small chain shit But Grocon, Grocon. I, I think Grocon putting, putting everyone in the Eureka Tower at risk because <laughs> if it went up like.
2: Uh, Did you see the one in. Uh, not Qatar in. Um, there was another one Dubai. went up.
0: Dubai to. <laughs> two uh, two well, winner.
3: Jesus, lit up like
0: a candle. You could start a fire at the bottom of Eureka Tower and it could go all the way to the bloody uh, sky bridge thing up the top where you look out over the, ri- over the river on the glass floor. All right. It'd <laughs> probably be the safest spot. Well, what are we going for? I'm uh, going for. I like it's, Grocon. It's, it's Grocon. I like yeah. Grocon. Right, uh, Grocon. Two stories. Rooms. Two stories, an absolute disgrace, Daniel. Just pay out, mate. Yeah, just pay out the family. Stop mucking around and cop your right whack. And we'll go out in the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare dare to win. win. Don't fight, fight, you you lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang. See you soon.
1: up in the morning, slaving for bread, sir. So that every mouth can be fed.